I encourage you to read the talks once again and to ponder the messages contained therein. I found in my own life I gain even more from these inspired sermons when I study them in greater depth. The basic pattern is to identify the fundamental doctrine or principle that's being taught. Find any invitations associated with and related to that doctrine or principle. And then also recognizing the promised blessings if we act in accordance with that invitation. Welcome to Words of the Prophets, a podcast where we discuss the latest talks from the General Conference of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. My name is Todd. Today I have with me Rivka and Burke. Rivka, how are you? I'm doing fantastic. Awesome. Any invitations you have been working on that you want to report on today? Well, I have been working on uh, recording answers or a revelation that comes as I pray on a regular basis, or I've been trying to, and it continues to go well. Sometimes, sometimes it's, it's little things. Sometimes it's bigger things. I shared last time that (laughs) most of the time it doesn't have to do with the prayer I'm actually saying right at that moment, but somehow that revelatory channel opens up. And I think, I think for me, my testimony of or confidence in the timing of our heavenly father and in his, the timing of his answering prayers is uh, growing and deepening. That's probably been the biggest thing that's come to me from this experience so far. Awesome. So revelation and increased testimony. Yeah. Awesome. I love it. Fantastic. I've been doing the same thing, um, partly inspired by you and inspired also by president Nelson. And, um, Really, I've been making uh, an effort, not just when I pray, but in general, to record anything that uh, I feel is inspiration. And we had a general authority come for our state conference last weekend, and we had a great leadership training session, and I took tons of notes. And um, often I, in the past, I would just sort of sit and let it wash over me, but took tons of notes. And it was this experience where the more I took, the more I felt impressions to keep writing. So, and about 80% of it had nothing to do with what he was talking about. (laughs) So that is a very familiar experience to me. Yeah, (laughs) Isn't it wonderful? It was wonderful. I actually loved it. And I'm, so now I got to go back and review those notes Mm -hmm. and then I got to keep making that effort to, to take those notes. So I'm going to keep doing it. I love it. I love it. All right, Burke, how about you? Um, How are you today? I've really enjoyed hearing both of you talk about doing so great on your invitations. And (laughs) I was previously doing well, and now I just feel like I'm left out. I have nothing new and awesome to report, but I'm very pleased to be associated with both of you. So, (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I love it. The work of improvement all the time. It is an up, a road with hills, you know? Yes. Having so, accomplished something is always better if there's someone around who hasn't yet. So I will be that for you today. <laughs> uh, I love it. That is fantastic. You know, the universe is in balance. We can't all be doing great at the same time. So Just when another I'm, service I'm, I provide. <laughs> so in my marriage, I'm the sort of... Um, peppy cheery one the cheerleader you might say and uh if i'm having a rough day and sort of grumpy d 
Deanna turns into like the most positive, cheerful person. Like (laughs) it's going to be fine. We're all going to be great. Isn't this such a great opportunity for growth? (laughs) And I'm like, what is happening? And she's like, I don't know. The universe has to maintain balance. (laughs) There you go. Yeah. Uh, so we're all in balance, Burke. It's all right. Good. Well, today we are going to, uh, speak about this talk. What is true by president Russell M. Nelson, president of the church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. And so in case, um, people were not aware, this is typically, he would typically give sort of short opening remarks and he bumped them to the end of the opening session of conference. So this is the last talk of the Saturday morning session. And part of it is the topic. Um, you know, he, he references abuse in there. That's sort of a heavy topic to lead out with. Um, and um, part he didn't necessarily explicitly reference this situation. I think it's in Arizona where um, people are accusing. Uh, I, I don't I should have looked up the details because I'm going to get it all wrong, but I believe people were saying a a church leader sort of covered up abuse and the church was part of it. Uh, We've just talked about it before on the podcast. I don't know that we need to rehash the whole situation, but he does reference that and, or at least talks about abuse. And and so, you know, he didn't say why he moved him, but that seems like one of the good reasons that he could have moved it was because it's a little heavier of a topic that he covered. Um, But he talked about a lot of other things in here as well, even though it's short. So we're going to cover it. It may not, total out to be 30 minutes, but uh, who knows? We'll see where it takes us. So Rivka, we'll start with you today. What was the fundamental doctrine you picked out from this talk? So this talk um, to me feels like a good example of what mortal life is and a good example of the times leading up to the second coming (laughs) because it's like some great things and some difficult things. And in fact, the, the, um, right at the beginning of the talk, he says, since our, our conference last April, we have witnessed many world events ranging from the heartbreaking to the sublime. And I feel like the heartbreaking to the sublime is not just mortal life. Like we experienced that whole range of things. A hundred percent. Sometimes in one day. (laughs) Yes. Sometimes in one day. Um, and then I, later in this conference, he, he talks about, that we're going to be seeing like some of the biggest miracles um, of the savior, but we're going through like really hard things right now. Um, So that's for me that right there, we have witnessed many world events ranging from the heartbreaking to the sublime. And just that idea of the heartbreaking to the sublime, that is the fundamental doctrine for, for me in this talk. Oh, I love it. I, Never would have picked that as the fundamental doctrine. And I love hearing your perspective. That's fantastic. Um, Burke, how about you? What was your fundamental doctrine? I like where he talked about uh, youth conferences. And he said, at these conferences, our noble youth are learning that no matter what happens in their lives, their greatest strength comes from the Lord. Yeah. Yay. Awesome. I love that. But truthfully, (laughs) with how short this talk is, it's all, I mean, it's all... Yeah, it's all you can take any line out of here. <laughs> it's sure. going to work. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, but um, I liked that because I am not as youthful as I used to be, but I still feel like no matter what happens in my life, my greatest strength comes from the Lord. 
That is fantastic. Thank you, Burke. Um, but that whole paragraph has two footnotes. And the first is to explain that these youth conferences are called For the Strength of Youth. And our area had that conference this year, and it was fantastic. The youth loved it. Um, they came back spiritually just invigorated and energized and committed. And I wish they could have it every three months. I mean, it was just, it was amazing. Uh, so <clears throat> some of them came back and said, I am reporting to you, Bishop, on something that I felt prompted to do in youth conference. And they told me that I needed, um, you know, follow up with somebody for accountability. So, you know, I've been following up with them about reading scriptures or other things like that. So it's just, they're, it's just been fantastic. They're just wonderful. And then the second footnote is the For the Strength of Youth pamphlet was just recently revised, which is hilarious because it was just announced in the same session by mm -hmm. Elder Uchtdorf. Mm -hmm. um, the phrasing makes it sound like, oh, it, you know, it happened a month or two ago, but uh, it nope, happened earlier that day in the same session. Yeah. Um, so, but what a great focus. Uh, the Lord is their strength. So fantastic. I did not really have a fundamental doctrine here. I, I feel, I felt like Burke. I could really, every paragraph you could almost lift out as a block of text in and of itself and just mm -hmm. make it a mini sermon. So the whole thing was, was just straightforward um, discussion of truths. So, yeah, I marked two fundamental doctrines. So I don't know. You know, I was at war with myself. So yeah. <laughs> What's the other one? I picked the whole spectrum. Um, Oh, you know, <laughs> down, down near the end where he says, God is the source of all truth. Mm -hmm. The church of Jesus Christ mm. of Latter-day Saints embraces all truth that God conveys to his children, whether learned in a scientific laboratory or received by direct revelation from him. Cannot love that enough. So yeah, good. I loved that. But also, um, maybe this is speculation, but why do you think he talked about that and phrased it that way? I was sort of interested. And then he put the italics on the word all um, there. So what do you think, Burke? Why, what prompted that? Um, well, there's such a war going on. I, I don't know specifically, you know, but for me, I think it's because there's been such a war going on in the last couple of years about, you know, science versus, uh, well, last couple of years. For thousands of years, science versus religion, you know, what you can sure. see versus what you can't. Obviously, this war has never ended. Um, but there's so much of a feeling, at least in our country, of what's really true and what can you believe. And I just like that he says everything that is actual truth, there's place for it within the gospel and within the church. You don't have to pick. Right between yep. science and God, they can go together. So, right. I love it. In the paragraph before that, he, he was already talking about truth and he, I didn't notice that until just now, this until just now, but he, he had the same quote as Elder Razvan. Many mm -hmm. are kept from the truth because they know not where to find it. So my ears perk up whenever I hear the same things in conference over and over and I always think of him as so sort of warm and grandfatherly and friendly and loving. But man, when you read his talks devoid of the body language and the voice, the vocal tone, <laughs> he comes down sometimes and he draws clear lines. So right after that, he says, some would have us believe that truth is relative. 
that each person should determine for himself or her herself what is true. Such a belief is wishful thinking for those who mistakenly think they will not also be accountable to God. Wow. Yeah. I wow. actually had a conversation once when I was a medical student with a, I believe it was a plastic surgery fellow. Um, and he was talking about, oh, all religions have good things and doesn't really matter. And I said, well, that's a great way to think so long as there's not an actual God and he doesn't actually have an opinion. <laughs> and he looked at me and he stopped and he said, I never thought about it that way before. <laughs> so, yeah. I was like, if there actually is a God and he actually does care, then you kind of need to know what he wants. So, yeah. Yeah, totally. Great. Um, great. Well, Rivka, what else stood out to you? Any other quotes you wanted to highlight? Um, well, there's a second kind of heavy thing. So as I was looking at the, the heartbreaking to the sublime, I drew smiley faces or frowny faces in the margin, which sounds real <laughs> grown up, but that's what I did. So the good news is that there were, uh, four smiley faces to only two frowny faces. Great. Uh, so the, we talked about the, well, we talked about one being the abuse. And then the second is about that blurred line between what's true and what's not true. These two tactics of the adversary, he calls them. Um, but the second, the second really, I like heavy, straightforward, absolute line he drew was in speaking of abuse. He said, those who perpetuate these hideous acts are not only accountable to the laws of man, but will also face the wrath of almighty God. And I think it does not happen very often in general conference that we hear like that sort of biblical <laughs> uh, God, that language describing how people think of like the Old Testament God as being wrathful and vengeful. But this was a time right. where he did and um, is, is he's, he says, let me be perfectly clear. So there's no mistake about not only, I mean, the church's stance on abuse, but this is the Lord's stance on abuse. Um, he says, uh, any kind of abuse of women, children, or anyone is an abomination to the Lord. He grieves, and I grieve whenever anyone is harmed. Um, and that's, I mean, whenever anyone is harmed is pretty broad. You know, that's, <laughs> I, right. that's pretty broad. So those who perpetrate these acts uh, will f will face the wrath of an almighty God. And then he says, the Savior will not tolerate abuse. And as his disciples, neither can we. And so there's a call for us to, to call um, awareness to it when we see it and to act to protect those who are being injured. Um, so yeah, there were a couple of, like for a very short talk, I mean, it's not, it's like what, maybe a dozen paragraphs? Um, yeah, yeah. He, it really does run the, the spectrum. There's some really wonderful things and there's some really difficult things. Yeah. And he addressed some straight on. It reminded me a lot of president Hinckley. Mm -hmm. I, I remember it like clear as day. I, cause I was an MTC. I was a missionary in the MTC. We were watching conference and I think it might've been priesthood session. And he said, yes, you know, to anyone you. within the sound of my voice who is abusing someone, I rebuke you. Yeah, yep. it was so, so powerful. And of course, again, 
with that President Hinckley, who was also very warm and friendly, but could have this very powerful delivery sometimes where you could just feel the intensity of his his emotion. Um, yeah, so it reminded me a lot of that. Uh, well, I think it, that's when- probably a really good description of the Savior, who is, you know, the perfect example of, of love and kindness and acceptance and um, is the giver of grace. And he has very firm lines and boundaries. Yeah. Both. Right. And it seems it's so hard sometimes for, for, I think for us to grasp what feels like contrary things, but, but this is like, that's what we're talking about here. Um, and that's, I, so I think we see that in our prophets because they are the servants of the Lord. And that is exactly how Jesus Christ is. Right. Um, well, good. Uh, Burke, any other parts of this talk you want to highlight today? Um, I highlighted an invitation here, which I, uh, I thought was interesting. He says, I urge, each of it, I urge each of us to be alert to anyone who might be in danger of being abused and to act promptly to protect them. Yeah. And I just thought, wow. Um, yes, but also that's hard. <laughs> I mean. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I, I like that invitation and I think we all do need to be very vigilant. Um, but sometimes I think, gosh, what, what would I do? How would I protect someone? Have I been in this situation and missed it? So it's just, it's made me think a lot. And it also reminded me every time I listened to this this week that I needed to go complete my protecting children and youth training. Um, yes. Again. So. Indeed. That, that is a hard thing, Burke. So in Wisconsin, clergy are not mandatory reporters of abuse. So if somebody comes to me and says, you know, I am suspect this abuse is going on, depending on the scenario, there's some confidentiality there. And, yeah. and I don't, I'm not required by law to report it. But that's different than the ethical requirement yeah. or the moral requirement. And so... Um, I mentioned this before, but the church has an army of lawyers and therapists on call 24 hours a day, seven days a week. So this has happened to me before, and I've had to call at late times of the night and say, what do I do? Because of course I have no idea. And um, they say, oh, you need to do this, or this is who you need to call, or we are going to draft a letter and we're going to send it on your behalf, you know, via registered mail and all these things that I don't understand and wouldn't think of. Um, so just in terms of logistics of how you would protect someone, the church has a very strong system in place to help leaders who hear of abuse in their, in the course of performing the duties of their calling to make sure that it gets, um, taken care of in the right way. And then, uh, the, that is in this weird way, um, matched with what sometimes feels like just a startling lack of urgency from uh, people from the, you know, the state or those uh, government authorities of all the times that I've seen this occur. It feels like most of the time when things get reported, just nothing happens. And that's yeah. painting with a very broad brush because they do do a lot of good and they remove kids from bad situations. And of course you hear about other things where they remove kids from situations where they shouldn't have been removed from, but 
it's sometimes it just feels like they just they just go do their thing and then they leave and then okay what happened nothing happened and nothing changed so mm. the whole thing is very hard very gray um, in many areas uh, but the Lord does not tolerate abuse and so if we know about it we should protect those who can be protected so well he did have another um, invitation later on and it's one we've already talked about he said please make notes of thoughts that catch your attention and those that come into your mind and stay in your heart prayerfully ask the Lord to confirm what you have heard is true if memory serves he also said something similar at the end of conference but this is one here where he says basically you know record your revelation and that's something we've already been working on so mm -hmm. and we've already seen the blessings that come from that so any other invitations that you two came away with? And I guess, Burke, you already shared one. So, Rivka, any other invitations you saw? Um, well, just with that one, I think, like, the invitation to record. But I think that whole paragraph seems to me just like an invitation to receive revelation. Like, go do this stuff, and, and then please receive revelation. Because oh. that's going to be what happens. Um, I like that. If you yeah. do that. So, I feel like this... He's ending this first session, and I think because he does make a another similar invitation at the end of conference. Well, actually, it's not. I think it's in his full, like his big talk mid-conference that he does it in. But um, that's the one that I based mine off of, which was, you know, kind of a broader one. But I feel like this is a first introductory, like maybe during right. conference or maybe as you're studying that through this conference, start with that and then you can expand it to other stuff. But for me, this is just, this is an invitation to receive revelation. I love it. That's a great way to look at it. So, okay. Well, I think we've covered the talk here. So thanks to both of you for taking time to talk about this one today. Even though it was short, it had some powerful principles in it and things that were true, as it said at the beginning. Okay. That does it for the Saturday morning session of conference. The next talk we'll discuss is the sustaining of general authorities, area 70s and general officers. <laughs> That's not true. And I make the same joke every time, every time. but I don't care. But you know I'm what? That's keep like a classic it. dad joke that really just <laughs> continue to happen. Uh, so true. Um, I'm not going to stop. No one can stop me. Uh, Can't stop, won't so, stop. That's right. Yeah. No, the real talk we're going to discuss is Follow Jesus Christ with Footsteps of Faith by President M. Russell Ballard. If I read this headline in the church news correctly recently, he just turned 94. Can that be yeah. real? Yeah. Oh, it's just crazy. These these guys are amazing. It blows my mind. So anyways, we'll discuss that um, talk the next time we meet. So until then, you can get a hold of us on social media at Words of the Prophets Podcast on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, or through email at Words of the Prophets Podcast at gmail.com. So thanks for joining us today, and until next time, keep the faith. If we teach by the Spirit, and you listen by the Spirit, some one of us will touch on your circumstance, sending 
a personal prophetic epistle just to you.